0: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
1: A welcome, everybody, to the locker room. You got Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, ESPN, Pittsburgh, and Steelers Nation Radio, and I want to welcome everybody. What a joyous Wednesday. We're ready to go. It's time to turn around and take a look at Heinz Field and say, okay, Denver Yonkos, it's time to get ready for the Broncos at Heinz Field come this Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, this this is where you've got to plant the flag in the ground. And you've got to stand your ground and create home dominance. This is a team that you can take advantage of. You can have a great challenge. This is a good challenge for the Steelers, considering where you're at, right? Three-game slide. You can start to right the ship in front of the home crowd. You've got four out of the next five at home. Establish that dominance. Start to move in that direction. This is a great time to do it. And this is a good team to get that victory against.
1: Look, we're taking baby steps, obviously. There's some things that have unraveled, uh, but there's things that are starting to come together, like any football team. You know, there's there's things that you, you, as Mike Tomlin said, you know, some things you're getting better at, some things they go a little bit downhill. And so you've got to now, like you say, hopefully you're getting a good – after a first month, you've got to have a good idea of who you are and what you're doing. And right now it hasn't been something that has come together for the Steelers, obviously, not on offense, not on defense. The defense hasn't been producing in the ways that that we're accustomed to in the past couple of years. So you look at this and you think, okay – you know, you got an opportunity here with a three and one team coming in with Teddy Bridgewater getting donkerated. He's got now the di- Nogginologist poking him and everything else, so they might have to go with Drew Locke, who they knocked out last year. So this is a, like you said, an opportunity to be able to plant your flag and start to right the ship. And this is what the pro life is all about. You know, it's never about uh, you know a decisive. This is the way it's going to be going forward all the time. It's game by game, producing, executing winning or losing, however it goes, and you've got to reload and get ready for the next one.
0: Well, and there's no easy games like college, right? There, there, there's no lower division team that you can add on the schedule to make you feel better. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> is good at this level. No matter who the worst team is, they can beat you because they have pro guys as well. They have the top half percent, right? <laughs> They're all in this league. So you can't take it easy. There's no taking a breath. You have to constantly apply pressure. You know, it's, too, it's a funny thing about pressure, right? It goes two ways. You either apply it or you feel it. And the Steelers <laughs> have been feeling it, so you might as well start to apply it. <laughs> I think
1: this, that is a great, great uh, way to put it. You know, I've never quite heard it like that, but that's very true. All right, so let's take the first order of business, Max, we're, we're talking about. And one of the things that – um. You know, it perplexes me, but it's it's the game of football. Okay, so first order of business, people are starting to see, see headlines, and they're all saying the same thing. Big Ben is washed up. Big Ben, we need a quarterback change. Big Ben can't do it anymore. Uh, everything from, I don't know, Pat McAfee podcast to David Carr to all these these people. And I say hogwash. Hogwash, I say. That's what I say to yes. that.
0: Hog wash to your washed up. You know? <laughs> I see your wash and I raise you a hog. Um, <laughs> Two hogs it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hogs it is. Which, no, by um... the way,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute. I was doing a, a show yesterday with Terrell Edmonds and I found out a factoid that I, it just blew me away. I didn't know this. You know how okay. you always sit around, like guys like you and me, you know? I'm sweating yeah. like a pig, right? Yeah. You can't say that. Pigs don't sweat, it's a fact. That's why they roll Uh, around puddles and mud. Swine have no sweat glands. So there you go. There's a factoid for you. You come to the locker room. We give you
0: journalistic integrity with facts. There it is. And now you know. You can now correct any of your big buddies that like to use that phrase. Or sitting around a grill on a Saturday, say, man, I'm sweating like a pig. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not.
1: I'm sorry. No, you're
0: not, because that means you wouldn't be sweating. Physiologically <laughs> impossible.
1: Now you can go roll around in the mud. Okay, a nice yeah, mud puddle. Yeah, now bottle. if you go
0: do that, you go, you, you go spray some water on yourself, yes, now you're acting like a pig. Okay. <laughs> you're watering like a pig. Anywho. Back um, to, the, to the original discussion. <laughs> what was my thought again? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Big Ben, Big Ben. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Ben Ben washed up. That that's how we got on this. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and, and here and here's where the and and, and I, I you know, I heard I heard different guys I heard Jim Miller yesterday I heard um Alex Marvez. and all these different guys funny enough on NFL radio saying, "No, he's not washed up." It's like there's an issue when you look around. There's not enough fingers to go around to spread the blame. <laughs> And it's not just Ben. <laughs> ben gets it because he's the quarterback. Right. And, you know, that's one of the things I look at. For every person, there's a different opinion. And and I'm going to throw my opinion in there just like I have That's elbow, right? That's right. We're about to do it. Yep. Yeah, we're Don't. about to do it. Not washed, but right. they're not in sync. Right. So when you're not in sync, it doesn't allow you to look good or anybody else look good. But because he's been the central focus of this team for the last eighteen years, it's very easy to point it to the tenured guy. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It's gotta be him. He's been here way too long. It's like and I and I say I I, I say bull smack. Mm-hmm. You know, that is not that is not how you do that. Everybody has to put their hand in the pile. We talked about it last week. One eleventh. Everybody has to do their one eleventh. Right. Stop trying to do more then you need to do, if you do your job, good things will happen. And if you don't do your job, bad things happen, and that's what's happened with this team. You don't have the athleticism and the skill and experience to make up for that when somebody's deficient now. You're too young, too raw. And with offense, with your players and your personnel, you don't have that luxury anymore that you might we might have been accustomed to for the last decade plus. You know what, Max? I mean,
1: I I agree with you, my friend. You know, change, as Chuck Noll always used to say, change for the sake of change is no change. You know, when you just arbitrarily decide, okay, uh, there's a lot of heat going on in the quarterback position and I'm going to flip. That's that's what losing quarterback or losing franchises do. You know, it's kind of like they leap to things and you just simply keep turning things over and you never plant the flag, as you put it, or or really give it time to germinate and be able to grow and strengthen. Look, um, you don't take a Hall of Famer and bench him without an opportunity to fight his way out because he understands he's already been there, done that. You know, Mike Tomlin is sticking with Ben and it's important that you realize that, you know, one of the things he's going to do, and believe you me, if Mike thought changing quarterbacks was was going to benefit the team he would do it I'm serious I mean Chuck Knoll you know Terry towards the end Terry had he got a little skittish when he got hit early in a game you know I mean that happens with an older quarterback you know he doesn't run as much as he used to Terry didn't run as much the blonde bomber well you know what you let him get hit early in a game Well, he might get a little skittish, but he could still get the job done. He was still the man all the way to the end. The same thing with Ben. You know what? If you're letting Ben get hit, okay, 10 sacks in, what, the first four games and how many hits has he taken, Um, you know, maybe offensive line says, you know, we got to do a better job, whatever it takes. You know, whatever it takes, we got to start getting that jersey clean of our man and take care of him and make sure that, yeah, if he's – not, uh, you know, he's, he, you know, he gets hit, and it starts to make him get off his reeds a little bit. We got to do a better job of creating a fishbowl around him so that he can throw the ball. That's what teamwork is. It's never about the offense or just the defense. It's never about just the special teams. It's how everybody chips in, as Chuck always used to say, "Whatever
0: it takes at that time." And if you can't get it done with five blockers, you go get it to done with protect. six? Yep. <laughs> or seven yeah you know go to max protect yep. if that's the case make the adjustments stop trying to allow the philosophy of the offense to fit the players and fit the players to what is available right your personnel should dictate how your offense should roll not your offensive philosophy dictating what the players have to do um, that's what. That's when you get into a bad situation. You know, we see that time and time again, right? Where we're rookie quarterbacks that don't work out because they're trying to fit a system, true, that the coordinator has, as opposed to tailoring it to what that quarterback does well. And so now to that point, and I think even if I'm been at this point in my mind, I'm like, listen, I hear what you want to do, but it's not working. I need, I need, I need this. How about we try it my way since since your way hasn't worked, and let's see what happens now. Because up to this point, it has not worked doing it this type of way. If you have to break off whatever the route concept is, you have a relationship with Juju. You have a relationship with Deontay. Your work, you have a relationship with Eric Ebron. I need somebody to run a deeper route than just hooks to the sticks. Give me a different option on fourth down. If we're gonna run it on four, or if we're gonna call a play on fourth down, I need to change some of these things. A little bit more autonomy needs to come this way. I've tried it your way. I've tried. I, I, I've done the telephone thing. We've done telephone back and forth, back and forth. You're not on the field. I need you on the field. I need to do some things differently. I mean, that's what I would. In this point, that's at this point. The way it looks, yeah. At this point, that that's where you kind of have to put your foot down
1: before you start to change. At the most important position on the field, I would start to look at the elements that are surrounding it and what's going on. And we're going to in the next segment, we're going to take a look at those fourth downs and what actually transpired there and, and get uh, your opinion on it and so forth. But, you know, it's still to this this deal here. You know, I, one thing that ha- when, when what's happening is you get a lot of people that are spitting out metrics about everything. And I, I respect the metrics and I understand, um, that, you know, you can put a gradient on performance and be able to dazzle people with those statistics. And there's a way of, of, you know, there was, uh, I forgot who was it? Truman said there's lies, dang lies. And then there's statistics, you know, <laughs> in yeah, other words, you yeah. can bend those statistics, however you want oh. to meet what you want to do at the moment. But certainly I got to tell you, you know, Coaching at its very base, the very base level of coaches in the NFL, it's still about gut instinct. And the coaches with the best gut instinct are the coaches who generally last the longest because that's how long it takes to develop that gut instinct. And and knowing, okay, this is my guy, this isn't my guy. This guy's got to go, this guy I got to bring in. You know, this is the offense I want. This is the defense I want. This is this is all part and parcel of that gut instinct of coaching that you tend to rely on in those most uh, important moments, such as Mike Tomlin in San Diego a few years ago sending out Le'Veon Bell and some other guys on fourth down to run it into the end zone, touchdown, right? Those are things that are very, very important at having at that level a gut instinct and not being carried away by just statistics alone. If it was just metrics, if metrics was the qualifier for that, then you know what? All the metrics people would be coaches. And you notice there's not many metrics people that are coaches. You know what I mean? There's what? not too many.
0: And we saw, and we saw how, that, how that project worked in Cleveland. Yes, we did. Right? <laughs> and, and I think the other thing is it's also about flexibility. You have to be flexible as a coach. That's the other key thing. Outside of gut instinct, flexibility. In your thought process, being able to change and adapt, you have to be able to do that as a coach. You cannot be rigid and be successful for long term, right? You have to have ability to feel feel things out, and that goes along with the gut is having that flexibility um, to be able to make that tougher decision, to change things. Look at Cliff Kingsbury and the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. i right. take that example because I'm out here. Came in, air raid, all day, air raid. Ten personnel. What is he doing now? He is running with tight ends. He has a run game. That's all anti-air raid. And he learned that, and look what it's doing. Look what it's doing for that team. So you have to be flexible as a coach. You can't be rigid.
1: I would agree with you so much so, because here's one thing. Metrics can never measure the size of the fighting spirit inside the man. And that can that's never be done. And that's unquantifiable. unquantifiable. Exactly so. But that's exactly what it takes to turn around a situation like this. Somebody, you know, some group of guys that come together and start making the plays that everybody else joins in and before you know it, if everybody improves one percent, you get a forty five, fifty three percent improvement. You know, and that's that's a ginormous amount. Okay, we're going to be, we'll be back after this. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio.
0: have an answer for that um, <laughs> you know or, or lack thereof and um, you know Ben used to be able to run really good uh, when he was young uh, those days are behind him other than that um, I don't see much that, that that's not a discussion in terms of technical alterations or, or quality of play that, that can be improved This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
1: And we're back, Wolf and Starks, and, of course, Max is down in the Valley of the Sun. What kind of weather you got down there today, my friend?
0: Today is sunny. Today (laughs) is sunny. We have a a high of 88, uh, low of 64, uh, a little breezy. Ooh, show. you got a breeze. Turning, we're finally turning the corner uh, out here, so I, I'm excited. Well, very good. We
1: got a, I think we have a high today uh, of 80. So, you know, we're, we're kind of matching a little weather here with uh, all you uh, sunny guys down there in, in Phoenix. Valley of the Sun. Valley of the Used Sun. It's
0: steel city. There it is. You know, I. <laughs> there had to
1: be some tough people that settled Phoenix. I mean, because if you go down there before there was air conditioning, I mean, get yeah, Zooks, man. That is just uncomfortable. What are you out there punching doggies yeah. and you know wrestling with the steers and all that sort of stuff? And and then you know, th- there's no fans. There's no air conditioning.
0: No, no, You got to use those bandanas, right? The bandana and dunk, dunk it in the trough, wrap it around the neck, and pray that you cool off. I mean, that's about it. Um, that's that's thank a cool God one. for technology and air conditioning. because yes. I'm allowed to live out here now. But you know what? The pigs
1: <laughs> don't sweat down
0: there. That's that's a factoid. No, no, they don't. But all their all their water dries up, so it's not like they can run around and jump in the slop either. <laughs> All right,
1: the Steelers had three fourth downs they they attempted on. Okay, but you had the fourth and ten, you had a fourth and four, and fourth and five. The ones that I wanted to concentrate on, the two that um, uh, that really jumped out of me was the fourth and four when you had uh, Eric Ebron and Juju Smith Schuster out to the right, split to the right, and Ebron was inside Juju, and basically what you did was you had uh, Najee going out and swinging out in the flat. Now you know that. When you have a zone, okay? All you're trying to do is put a guy in conflict. You're trying to create a situation where you got a guy standing there going, do I cover him or do I cover him? So if you put a guy where Juju runs a hook route right in front of that guy out in the flat, but then Ebron goes over the top and runs an out pattern towards the sideline, which is what I believe. Now, I didn't see the all 22, and it didn't matter because Ebron fell down. Uh, He and Juju got tangled up a little bit, however it worked, and one of them went down. So if it was a smash concept, which is a zone concept to put the flat guy in conflict out there, you got a problem because your number one guy just went down. The guy that's going over the top of the guy out in the flat, behind him, trying to sit in that hole in the zone coverage, that window in the zone coverage, and he falls down. Okay, there's a major problem going on. When number two hooks up short of the sticks, uh, again, now you got another problem. So then you're left with number three, which was Najee out in the flat, and that's what he went to. Um, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> okay. I, I, none of them were really. It's a, it's not a good situation for any of them. It, the pocket well, is because... coming is coming apart, right?
0: Yeah, now, now you know, and I think that's kind of where you look at all the fans out there that are, that are hemming and hawing about it. Here's where the nuts and bolts are. What would you do in that situation? Your first one, the deeper of the routes, he falls down. Right. Because it's slick on the field, right? It's misty. You know, you try and take a cut or you light on it, boom, you fall. You take pressure, you fall. The other guy runs a, a route short of the sticks as well. So now it's the guy, at least, who has seemingly has space. Right,
1: out in the final swing it, pass.
0: It is the swing guy. And let's face it, we trust Najee in open space. Because a lot of people don't want to hit Najee in open space. Or they can't hit Najee in open space in normal situations. But because it's fourth down, guess what? Boom, let me pull out my little microscope. I'm going to analyze this and say that Ben can't throw. Yeah. The reason why he can't throw is because he has nobody to throw to.
1: <laughs> you got issues there. Yes. You have, yes. You,
0: you have, you have, we, we like to call it, we call it situations and, and problems abound. So at least I got the completion and at least I'm giving it to a guy who I think can make something happen. But that is, that, that is one. So people that want to poke holes and say he keeps throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. That's the reason why that route. How about this? Instead of having Najee run a swing route, you could have him run an arrow route to the opposite side of the smash concept. Just saying. And have him go run something and boom, take it either to the seam on the opposite side or something else.
1: But here, here's what I'm saying, Max. The, the concept itself was not wrong. I mean, I understand. Right now you've got a zone concept where you're trying to put in conflict, a man out in the flat. So essentially what you're doing is, you know how a a defense will bracket a receiver? Okay, you double team him, and so he's bracketed. Well, you're trying to bracket a defender. You're doing the flip of it, trying to give that defender that conflict of going, which guy do I have? I don't know which guy to get. Now all you're doing is creating that I don't know moment so that you can have somebody open. But when one guy goes down, that creates a, a nice little uh, gap that says, I don't have to worry about that guy. He's down wallowing on the ground while the quarterback is frantically looking for somebody to unload the ball to. All right. Option two is short of the sticks. Option three is also short of the sticks, but he's out in the flat. And right now, I got to make a decision. You make the decision and you try to, you know, you try your best to go with what you think at the moment. It didn't work, but again, the concept, as Mike Tomlin said, because he was asked about, well, what do you think about the fourth down plays? He says, I, I have no problem with the calls, the, the 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 concepts that we're running were correct. The execution was not correct. You know, if you look at the fourth and five, all right, you've got um, you got Juju running across on a on a drag route across the middle, okay. So Ben has got a situation where hello Kevin Dotson just blew out his hip flexor. He goes down. So you got a, a, a killer right in your face on fourth down. You got to unload the ball. I can't wait for Juju to get the exact distance that he needs to the sticks. I got to depend on him to get whatever, uh, you know, whatever he's got to get before I unload the ball to him. You know you got to try and get and get behind one of those guys, but if you don't have enough time because there's a mauler coming in at you because your your guard just blew out his leg, and you know I think it was Kenny Clark that was pressuring him, but it might have been another guy, guy coming in. On you you got to unload the ball. You're depending on your receiver to get enough depth to be able to have a shot at getting the first down. I mean, who can forget? Uh, uh uh Antonio Brown back around Christmas time against the Ravens when he had the immaculate reach you know he reached over you know for for the touchdown at the end there i mean it's it, that's the sort of thing that you go that you depend on the receiver to make that to make up that distance when he's running the route it's not that uh, you think i'm i'm sitting here from I don't know five or seven yards deep with a guy in my face and I'm counting. Let's see, the sticks are here, and then uh, let's see, uh, uh, Juju is three yards short, four yards short. So I got it. No, it's, you can't do the math that fast.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just I need to trust you. I need yes. to trust you to get to the to the to where we need to go, the line to gain, and move the sticks forward. And if you're sitting down, turning around, I'm assuming that you've ran to where the pylon is because they had a the little cute little, you know, uh, sure. first down pylon right um, in this game. Run to that pylon and sit past it. Yeah. And wave your hands in the air like the inflatable flailing balloon man, give me the ball because I'm going to get us a first down. Especially in that situation. So it, it, it it's frustrating because you know, you had that opportunity and it's one that you you have to trust what your guys are doing, but the guys are doing what you're you're expecting them to do. Well, and so,
1: exactly. And Max, conceptually, do you disagree with either one of those calls? I mean, conceptually, as it's schematiced up, it's there. Okay, I mean, you've, you've got an opportunity. It gives you that opportunity to get the first down, whatever's needed. One is the smash concept. Two are crossing routes. And either one of them are designed to be able to create first down opportunities on, on things that are, you know, fourth and what? Third? Uh, five or less those are all solid concepts but again if one's not gaining the sticks um and one's because he's the guy's falling down it creates problems so you have these things and believe you me man I'm not sitting up here it's not like I got to defend Ben Ben you know he, he knows Mike Tomlin knows it's it, you he, know but he's a grown man exactly you know and you, you take ownership of it and there are some things hey yeah Ben could have thrown some some balls better that day, no question about it. But the simple fact, if you sit sit there and say, this is the reason why all the time that it's Ben, that it's the fourth down calls, that it's this and that, uh, I think you're you're missing out on the whole 1,000-foot view over over the whole team.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and here's the thing. I mean, on that short crosser, could Juju have taken it deeper and gone behind the linebacker that was sitting in the hole? Yes, he could have, but he didn't and ben knows one one thousand two one thousand get it out
1: not to mention the fact remember dotson did the splits blew out his legs so his guy is coming and rushing in on ben so you got to unload it
0: yeah yeah you gotta you gotta unload where that is i mean and it and, and it was spread so you had everybody out there wasn't a, there wasn't a swing route he eliminated the swing route right? He, right he put Najee in motion and put him to the far side i mean these are the things that are that are very frustrating that you're sitting there trying to figure out and you know and I'm sitting here right now I I I'm, I'm watching it and I'm looking at it as we talk and <coughs> all of it makes perfect sense but in the moment it doesn't seem great he threw short yeah he threw short he didn't throw deep enough but it's all about timing and trust timing and trust and like you said it's not like he's sitting back there with a clean pocket and he has all day to make a decision and everybody's covered. No. This is something. Fire's happening. I got to get the ball out. And a, a, a lineman went down doing ballet when he wasn't supposed oh, to. Oh, that, that to.
1: looked ugly too, man. You know, when he it is. he slipped it is. in that. And, you know, when you're a big one like that and you slip, it's not like, you know, doing the Chinese splits is not like uh, – <laughs> normal for a body i actually saw no. norm boulash from the old miami dolphins way back when watching the game one time and he did it and for those that don't know it's a martial arts stretching form where the legs go out to the <coughs> sides you don't do a split forward you know north and south it's east and west and i saw a guy do that on tv i'll never forget he did it with the legs going out to the sides east and west and let me tell you something that poor guy. He, they just rolled him over into the into the ambulance and took him to the hospital. That was yeah. ugly. Let me tell you. So anyhow, for the for the Dotson, for Kevin Dotson, that was a heck of a stretch. Um, none of us, neither you nor, nor me, we don't want to be in that position. That's brutal. Yeah,
0: no. and and he couldn't get out of it. That, no, that's the reason why. <laughs> I mean, once you get in that position, I'm done. I, I'm yeah. done though at that point. So I mean. It's one of those that you can't you can't do anything but get the ball out and and pray that your guy's okay the next play and he wasn't that's no. why he did not finish the game.
1: All right, we're gonna go to break. Max, you stay tight. You anybody listening? Stay stretch. there. I'll yeah, you go, go stretch. stretch. Let's go, go stretch. get Move some stretching. Up. We'll be right yeah. back after this. <laughs>
0: Ben and I have been at our jobs long enough that we know and understand what comes with it. We love Pittsburgh PA. We love Steeler Nation and appreciate the passion that they have. And we understand the responsibilities that come with our roles. Him being a quarterback, me being a head coach. Oftentimes we get too much credit when things are going well and we're always ready to absorb the negativity of our positions when things aren't going well. That's just life for us. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN
1: Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're in the locker room. we got Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, 412-919-1316 if you want to get in on the conversation. Uh, Max and I have already been chewing it up and talking about the fact that, look, you know, change for the sake of change is no change. What you've got to do is have execution. You've got to pay attention to the details. The details are so huge in this game. And if you want to look at some of the details of the execution that you're going to have on some of the fourth down plays, you got to look at the fact that the two best ones that example wise we can give you is the fourth and four. And it was funny because Max has just shown it to me on his. Is that like a Sketch a Pad? Etch <laughs> a Sketch? I think I got one of those at home. Is <laughs> that one of them highfalutin etch a Sketches?
0: It, it, it is a highfalutin etch-a-sketch with Wi-Fi capabilities. It also <laughs> known as an iPad. But oh, that's <laughs> what that is. Okay. It's a digital etch-a-sketch. Yes, yes. <laughs> no knobs, though. Sorry. All right. <laughs> so all y- pre- y- <laughs>
1: we've got Najee. I'm sorry. We've got um, Eric Ebron at the line of scrimmage. We have uh, Juju off his hip, back off the line of scrimmage. You got a bunch. Then you go motion with, uh, who was it, um, Pat uh, Friermuth, no, right? Pat Emotions week, okay. So you've got him out of there. He's a decoy. And you're looking to set up that one guy out in the flat and you want to put him in conflict, okay? In conflict means creating a situation where the guy has got to make a decision between one or the other. Now, one of the... The concepts that they use is what's called a smash concept. You have a man, Juju, hooking up in front of the guy in the flat with Ebron running over the top and creating a situation where the guy's got to either cover the guy in the flat or he's got to drift deeper to uh, close the window for, for Ebron, right? The guy that's the safety valve is Najee out in the flat. So you've got three levels of being able to throw two. Hopefully you're going to hit Ebron. That's the one you want. That's the guy you want. Yeah. Okay, he's 6'6", 6'5", whatever. He's going to find that little window in the zone towards the sidelines there after he clears the first-level guy, and he bumps into Juju, and he falls down. Now, Juju is just trying to hook up in front of the guy in the flat to create that guy sticking to him like glue so Ebron's got a bigger window. But now that Ebron's down, Juju doesn't know it. He hooks around and simply is is looking to to occupy the guy there. Now the pass rush is starting to come in on Ben, and Ben's got to unload the ball. Do I have that correct, Max?
0: Correct. You are good. This is a good play-by-play right here.
1: Hey, we're getting something done.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, you, you sound like you should work in a booth one day. You know, just just saying. Just, yeah, you know, most just people would – <laughs> a
1: turnpike booth. That's what they're thinking. <laughs>
0: Toll booth, toll booth, booth. No, no that's it. A, a booth keeping at tabs. the fair. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're just keeping tabs here. Taking exactly. Tickets, taking names. <laughs> Let me guess
1: your weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Step right up. We Step ain't right.
0: Wednesdays coming up. You got up a little QP
1: dolls here. You can win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the point is, you know, again, Mike Tomlin says, I got no problem with the play call. And as you see the, the, the schematics of it, It's a great play call. You're not betting on the fact that a guy is going to fall down after tangling up with a wide receiver. And so that's the undoing of the play.
0: Yeah, and so it's not as cut and dry. And that's when I say you can't put this all on Ben, right? There's a lot of fingers that go around in this. And it takes 11 guys to make things work. And right then we see a prime example you don't have eleven guys available to you. You have ten because one of them's on the ground, yeah. and the other two are decoys by, on the back. I was gonna say. By <laughs> the
1: way, the the primary guy is on the ground. Okay, not just a guy, yeah. but the primary guy is the, on the ground.
0: The guy. the guy. The guy. So now, so now you create a new the guy, and the backside routes. Yes, Pat Fryermouth was wide open, but that was because the attention was to the right. Exactly. Because you had three routes three layers to the right, and Ben's going quick on these because it is only four yards. This isn't a fourth and ten, right, where you have to get a little deeper. You have to scan right. the field, try and figure out who's actually breaking open. This is a bang-bang type of play. The ball came out in under two seconds. You try and make that decision between three people, one's on the ground, and you got to get the ball out in two seconds.
1: One's on the ground. One's trying to occupy. He's not trying to get free. He's trying to get (laughs) covered. Yeah, I mean, he's literally trying to get covered, okay, so that there was a window for the primary guy. And then you've got the safety valve. And, you know, you you know that Green Bay is going to do the scouting, that, you know, there's going to be a lot of attention directed towards Najee. But you're not – that's not a primary thing. Najee was not the primary focus of that. The guy on the ground was. (laughs) That's the unfortunate thing about it. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. So so it makes so it puts us even in a tougher bind. And now another play, thrown behind the line of scrimmage, and another fourth down that's not converted. They were zero for two on the day.
1: Now, did you get a look at the fourth and five with Juju running the crossing route?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes, I saw that one. That, that was out, that was out of five wides, and Juju's on the right hand side in the inside slot, and he's running, he's running the drag. He could have cut it behind the linebacker because the linebacker is sitting in zone. Right. He doesn't rush, and he just sits there because it's empty, and his responsibility is the curl flat area to the left. And Juju happens to run right in front of him. Ben throws the ball on timing again.
1: Which, by the way, under duress – because one of your yeah. linemen, and I'm not, yeah, listen, you and I have both been in this situation. You get hurt in the yeah. middle of a play. It heights. There's a problem, okay? Yeah, <laughs> Things, exactly. yeah Suddenly it doesn't work, you know? I, you know, whether it's an exactly. arm or leg, it's not working. And so the guy's probably going to beat you because if you can't function, uh, you know, with all your limbs, you're, you're probably at, at a loss of uh, uh, ability at the moment. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and, and he and he's just seeing Juju's numbers present to him, and but the backers right on top of him, right. So and he also has Kenny Clark about to be on top of him, right. So what do you do? Throw the completion and say, "Hey, hopefully he can make a play, because it's better than taking a sack in that moment." Yes. And Kev, And Kevin Donson cannot perform a reverse toe hold. Yeah. Which <laughs> because he's on the ground, all he has, all he sees is a leg. I mean, you can't go and just. Boom! Reverse it down and lock it, lock the ankle. You know what I'm saying? That, that that's going to be another what's, penalty. What's the worst
1: holding call you've ever you've ever done? The worst one?
0: Oh, oh, I I had I had um I had who was it? It was uh it was a bad one too. Um, it was uh oh J- Jared Allen. I had him by the throat and the jersey. Yeah. At, at, right in front of the referee, and the ref hit me in the side of the neck with the flag because I was sitting there like this.
1: You know, like, I was, like i was like i was like i was about to pull a bow and arrow uh
0: he's like like he's like uh, hold because he's like yeah yeah throat to the neck jersey completely pulled yeah it was it was it was bad it was bad
1: you know the worst the worst holding call i ever got i didn't get it was it was amazing but it was bradshaw's last game in shea stadium december 15th 1983 they ran a twist Ben Rudolph came around. He was about 6'5", 300 pounds, and he ran a uh, – what well, back then we called it a U game. He was the trailer coming around, uh, the defensive okay. end, and he had a direct shot at Bradshaw. And the whole week had been about, don't let anybody hit Bradshaw. He came by, and I was hooked up with Marty Lyons. I was trying to pass him off to the tackle, who was Ton by the way. And as yeah. <laughs> as he came by, I reached out, I grabbed his, his shoulder pads in front of his neck, I jumped up, I literally he pulled me onto his back and I hit him in the back of the head and I tapped him. <laughs> we went to the ground right in front of Bradshaw <laughs> oh, and the referee. And I'll never forget. I we got up and he was screaming at me and I and, and I'm like, What what are you gonna do? You know, I, I, you got me on play. And also we look around and there's no flag. There's none, none. It was like the worst, most hideous holding on sportsman like uh, hitting. Following whatever penalty, and it, I didn't get called. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> exactly, it was thirty-five yards of penalties wrapped up in one movement. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it didn't cost me anything, and it I, I spared you Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, now you're the hero. Yeah. You're like, oh god, I get. We got to do this again. Uh, oh no! What? What? No, you didn't throw it. Yes, we got a victory, guys. We got a victory. It, it was unbelievable. He was screaming at me. He was screaming. He's going, woofly
1: you're a dog. And I walked by him Man. after after we saw no flag. And I go, yeah, and every dog has its day. Today's mine. Woof. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: that was so sweet. That was the wolf, so sweet. sweet Woof. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, we just got it. <laughs> oh, I was in
1: tears. I mean, you think about that. That was getting away with murder <laughs> out there. It the was. equivalent of NFL murder out there. And it was like, oh, amazing. But anyhow, I digress because these are the things when you're under the gun that you have to do. And by the way, Jared Allen, he was a prolific pass rusher. I remember him back in the day.
0: Yes, he was. Yeah. And, and he had the little calf roping, yes. surprise type of type of move. So <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not not letting this happen. And Jared and I, and here's the funny thing: Jared and I are good friends. We train together in the offseason. Oh, really? I so, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jared and I, um, you know, we we actually used to do jujitsu together. In the no off kidding. Season yeah so so it was funny when he, when he was like he was like stars what the hell i was, I was like you can't hit ben you can't hit ben I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> you're just not gonna hit him i'm gonna yeah, do whatever exactly. it takes to stop you and if that means uh you know i'm Get, pressing the edge of the envelope remember punch. back in the yeah. day if you ain't cheating you ain't competing
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right Ain't cheating, ain't trying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my heavens. To be back in the day. Those were the days, my friend, indeed. All right, we're going to be going to break here. When we come back, we've got Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider coming into the locker room, doing a little talking about what's going on out there in the message boards and all things Steeler-related. He's a great writer. We appreciate him coming in. So you stay tuned right here. We'll be back. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.